Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Chris Tom Martins. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the ring, brother. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, race fans. It's PCP time again. Here the- <laughs> I love it. Of the hits. <laughs> one time and one time only for the hits now, guys. Welcome to the PCP circle. <laughs> anyway, uh, so on this episode, we're going to be talking about three of our favorite sort of underrated um, uh, uh, musical scores. Of- music, musical yeah. scores tracks yeah good no i agree like musical scores are tracks just from pieces of movies that we think are underrated like these these are music pieces that pop in our heads immediately when we hear it and like i feel like it's something that needs to be addressed it's going to be a a pretty cool and different episode yeah i would agree yeah it's uh this is one of those lists that to me came instantly and after I had my list, it started to fuck with me afterwards because I was like, yeah. ah, right. I can't, there's this other track that's super good. And I kind of like I've got all of these. I've got all these backups. It's like, nope, fuck it. I'm going with the first. Like, I'm just going to stick with that <laughs> for the first time. Also, down the last the last music episode we did was the first time I didn't change a track mid recording. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to stick right. with that from now on. I usually always just go for backups, determining on what we've been talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah I uh, and we were, and that was assuming you know there was just going to be multiple of the same composer, uh, right. even to come find out multiple of the same movie, which is <laughs> which isn't that crazy <laughs> considering that how good that one is. But right. uh, well, I, I, I had I had one concern, and I think we all had the same album, the There Will Be Blood album uh, mm-hmm. uh, soundtrack. I was like, man, I think we're all going to have some Johnny Greenwood on our shit. But then yeah. You, uh, trying to see, I was, I was like, worried about fuck. the opposite. Yeah, I was worried about the first, my first choice. Like, oh, it's gonna be just nothing but you know, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer's Hans. Yeah, I feel like fucking fucking Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Yippee motherfucker. Yeah, this totally could have been just a Hans fest. Uh, we diverted a bit though, so I think that's good, but. I'm not a huge Hans yeah. fan. I am. A, I am. A, I like him. I'm not a fan. I'm not oh a my god, fan, he's, so. he's he's my second favorite composer, right behind John Williams, in my opinion. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's there's so, so many other great ones out there, but it's just something about the Hansa style I really enjoy. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So I guess with with no further ado. (laughs) Yeah, no further ado. Mike, you want to get us started? Yes, of course. I'll start with mine. It's it's from the 2003 film The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise, um, directed by Edward Zick. um, And the composer is Hans Zimmer. And the piece of music I chose is Edil's End. I-D-Y-L-L Bashvies End. Great piece of music. And so for me, this is just one of the most moving pieces of music in the film. And what I love the most about Hans Zimmer is he he writes in themes. So the the part we're listening to he deals in is, you know, you hear the same themes from Spectres in the Fog, which is another track, um, uh, The Way of the Samurai, and A Small Measure of Peace. But this one, in my opinion, is where he actually combines all those themes in the best part to where it really – shows you what's coming later in the film like the crescendo with the end of the with the he does such a good job of storytelling with these you know musical thematic feels like it's just incredible to me and this is the reason why i chose this and not the other versions is because it's the best mix in my opinion of kind of singling out the best parts of the soundtrack the the entire movie you know what i mean and like hans is just a master of what he does fucking christ and he he had no right to go this hard on a movie that went yellow face with Tom Cruise. He didn't get nominated for Academy Award for the music, and it's one of my favorites oh. of his. Yeah, oh, like man. there's he got no uh, no nominations for any music across the board. But it is hilarious. I'll optimize the Paul Mooney joke. It's like, oh, of course we got fucking the Last Samurai starring Tom fucking Cruise. But really. <laughs> The point of the movie, The Last Samurai, is Ken Watanabe. But yeah, yeah I get yeah, it. Right, you right, got, right. you got, you don't have Ken Watanabe on the poster. You got Tom fucking Cruise. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's very correct. Yeah, dude. Uh, fucking yeah, awesome choice, a, dude. I, and beautiful piece of music. Yeah, this is one incredible. of his. Yeah, more more understated pieces that he has for sure. Right. Yeah. The, the, the place where you started playing it from, uh, John, or where Mike picked that uh, before they starts to really get into the rhythm of the song. This reminded me some like some uh, horner strings, you know, from like Alien yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a great track. I mean, I, you know, I, I forgot about the Last Samurai, but I, which I I love that movie. But I could, yeah, when you mentioned, it, I was like, man, I, I fucking that's, love that movie. It's like, man, that's I really enjoyed I that movie. Yeah, yeah, because man, it's so well directed, so well acted. Ken Watanabe is incredible, and then the I can't even think the actor's name, the main captain from Sunshine, the samurai, badass samurai guy in the movie is. Fucking incredible! Like he beats the shit out of Tom Cruise in the middle of the rain. You know, oh, fucking, oh. it's like just so <laughs> badass, so incredible. I would love a rewatch Everything. of that. That that's it's yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, who, we got who, that who directed that, Mike? Edward Zwick is his hmm. name. Um, so let me tell you, he's directed a lot of pretty good movies. Um, 
Hang on, I'm pulling up right now. I used to always think this was uh, James Mangold. Oh, my fuck. He, he directed Courage Under Fire. Fucking, sh- uh, he was a producer of Shakespeare in Love, but not director. Huh. He directed Blood Diamond. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, all yeah. right. So he, he's he's directed quite a good, pretty, quite a good amount of films, but this one, in my opinion, is hands down one of the best. You go back and rewatch it, it holds up really well nowadays, too, in terms of just gentrification and all of that stuff and kind of right. whitewashed oh, culture. the fall. It's, Oh uh, yeah, another yeah, another great. Wow, movie. really? Okay. Yeah, he did that one. Very too. different from yeah. Holy shit! And Defiance, another movie. If y'all never saw that, another good movie. Yeah, with uh, I mean, Daniel Craig. Uh, uh, but I will say, I mean, you can really feel the Legends of Fall in the Last Samurai. Oh, he directed mm-hmm. Glory. Oh wow! Oh, dude. Okay. okay, makes Glory even more sense. Movie I saw by him. Yeah, makes a lot of okay. sense for sure. But yeah, great movie, incredible soundtrack, and Edel's in is kind of the part that kind of ties a lot of the themes together to me the most. That's why I chose it. Ah, great Everybody. fucking choice, man. Uh, like I said, very understated, uh, Hans. That's uh, I, I'll go up next. My choice is also Hans, <laughs> but I promise <laughs> it's the only one I have on my list. Gotta keep it in line. Keep it in line. Yeah, keep it keep in line, line man. <laughs> uh, this, this is another one that's understated from him. Uh, <clears throat> this is a song that I had watched this movie maybe twice, like not my entire life, but before we did a rewatch of it. And the fucking theme song was stuck in my head for years and I couldn't figure out where the fuck it came from. And it, it would always click. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And I was like, where's that from? And as us, Broken Arrow, the theme from Broken Arrow. And I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Broken Arrow theme song from Hans Zimmer. You so know here, what else from, right? Yeah, dude. Huey's, it's, from, it's also from Huey's theme from uh, yep. Scream. David, yep. Kev, uh, David Arquette's uh, theme when he walks in. No, sh- what? I didn't yeah, know that. From Scream, Scream yep. 2, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It starts at Scream 2, but then after that, it's always his theme. And every scene yeah. he walks into, he's doing his theme. No hey, Gil. Will you mind? Will you mind, man? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Oh, yeah, let's give it a roll. Dude, that just kicks so much ass. Like dueling electric guitars after the little main theme song, and uh, like I said, man, I had this thing trapped in my fucking mind for years, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. Fucking broken arrow. Broken arrow. And uh, I I can't remember how I went back and rediscovered it, but uh, we did do a review on it recently. You guys should check out if you haven't checked it out yet. And uh, a long time ago, buddy. (laughs) Like you're saying, (laughs) right? John Travolta smoking a dart in front of a fucking nuke. And like, and also when you, I remember seeing the scene, he's walking over a hill, 
and it's like a very slow motion. You know, the sun behind me is lighting a cigarette, smoking real slow. Down, 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 And you know, Christian Bell's just trying to bang the redhead with a helicopter like miles away. <laughs> but dude, I love that music. Is it's, it, it fits that movie so well? And obviously, like you were saying, it feeds in the other one too. But man. I will always think of John Woo when I hear that theme, no doubt, every single yeah. time. It is Gotta strange for John me. Woo. It's just like it's like both, man. Like they're so uh, so blended together in my mind for so many years. Well, that came out like Brooklyn came out like nineteen ninety five or some shit. And I've, yeah, ninety four, ninety five, yeah, ninety four, ninety four, ninety five. Somewhere around there, yeah. Scream came after like ninety six or ninety five, so it's pretty close. Scream like, two, yeah. Scream two, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Scream yeah. two. I'm sorry. Uh, but this has been so melded into my brain. I, I think about both. But I mean, I've seen Broken Arrow like a thousand times. So oh yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah dude. That 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 intro scene is so cool. That music it just fits it Brad. so perfectly. I fucking love it. And that's so John Woo. And ironically, you watch like the hard bold and all the stuff of these older movies. The music is really fucking weird and jazzy. Yeah, it's really jazzy. <laughs> but yeah. it, but it kind of fits, I guess, the the Japanese style. But this just works perfectly. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Uh, and I just think it's, you know, I think it encapsulates a lot of what like Zimmer usually does with his with his uh, with his scores. And, and dude, for me, I don't know what it was about and that. He's got to play it on guitar. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. going to get in there. He's going to shred. He's going to shred. He's going to do some solos, dude. He's going to happen. Like, <laughs> he's going to do that stuff like he doesn't. Um, uh, when he does in the rock and everything, I mean, he's some great fun solos in there oh, for character moments yeah. and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucking sick. And I love his live shows. He actually comes out and plays lead guitar. I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. But absolutely amazing. It's so funny though to me. I mean, I, I, the music gets good. You're, like you said, but it's so funny seeing Hans come out there and play fucking solos. Like, shit, like, dude, <laughs> he's living his rock star life and more power fucking to him. Because yeah. he's arguably one of the best. I don't want to say songwriters, but definitely best composers we have to this day. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Incredible talent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if he's living out his little fantasy on rock, you know, of a fucking I got rock my star. sketches on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my PRS. Right. A PRS for sure. Yeah. What's the most expensive guitar you guys have that'll make the finest of tones? I, I'm just going to bend one note. Just going to bend one note. But one he's actually really good at guitar. I'm talking shit. He's really good at guitar. Oh, I know. Clearly oh, better. Yeah. Than yeah. But yeah. You're all right, though. That one note. That Absolutely one. crazy. Yeah. That right. It's. A, have you seen the new Little Wayne video, guys? Oh, my God. It's so. Oh, great oh now he's trying to play guitar and it's literally just the same two notes and he bends it once and he bends it again i'll, I'll send you a video later it's oh that's fucking that's, a, that's the tenacious d that's all you need that's, all you that's need. that one it's, note it's that exactly. one note that's all you need <laughs> so great. then you then you bend it a little bit there you go song done <laughs> Totally next, song. Fucking, next, next song. Next song. you got to bend her gently. <laughs> next, <laughs> next song. So great. But yeah, man, I mean, great fucking choice, dude. One of my favorite music to any kind of movie. And it's it's even more perfect that it was first for a John Woo movie because it feels just perfect for his oh, style. Is, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I just imagine doves flying away when I hear that music. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian Bell still trying to be Jack Nicholson. <laughs> And Nuke shooting out of Zimmer's guitar, taking it down on the second part of the fucking right. Because <laughs> um, Christian Slater does like a double-fisted pistol slow-motion shot in there with his fucking goofy oh. overalls on. Oh, yeah. Are there, are there yeah. pigeons? Are there pigeons or doves in the fucking mining <laughs> that mining scene? I, I think uh -huh. only. I think in the mine sequence, that's the only time you actually see him. Because okay. I think that's that was his only justification for him. But like, motherfucker, <laughs> they would not be underground. <laughs> 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 it's like goddamn. But yes, pop quiz, yeah. hot shot. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These doves are dying. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when the doves die. Nice, dude. But yeah, great choice, man. Great choice. Thanks, great man. Classy, classy stuff, bud. Appreciate uh, it. Mine is mine's going to be um, Under the Skin by Mika Levi. So this is my pick. This is directed by Jonathan Glazer. And Jonathan Glazer, funny enough, he did he actually directed a couple of Radiohead episode, uh, videos back in the oh. day. It makes sense based on that sound, yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, I was trying to find them. Um, he did Sexy, I think he did Sexy Beast as well with, um, oh, what's his name? Um, I forget his name also. A bold Irish man. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he did. Uh, Fat Radiohead. Bastard? No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, oh wow, he did he did Jamiroquai's uh, Virtual Insanity. That's a great video. Oh, that's it, awesome, yeah. dude. I um, loved that video. Yeah, he did Street that Spirit. That was so popular, yeah. Street Spirit, Carmen Police, uh, 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 Nick Cave, the Bad Seeds video, uh, television commercial from Radiohead. Am I thinking of the same Sexy Beast? Yeah, ben, the Ben Kingsley movie. It's a really cool movie. It's kind of underrated, in my opinion. Oh, Sexy um, Beast. I have heard yeah, of Sexy it. Beast. Yeah, I haven't seen it, though. Uh, you need this really fucking weird movie that I I loved when I saw at the theater when I worked there called Birth with Nicole Kidman where her son or her they, husband comes back into the form of like oh, rebirth into a boy. Weird. Yeah, it's really what? weird. Weird. What? I actually saw that in theaters. Yeah, Me it's too, a man. fucking strange one, man. I the poster. I, but I actually think in, like I wish I could rewatch that because I feel like it was just maligned in terms of a movie ahead of its time. Yeah, but yeah, like it's... this is the same. This is not. Is the same director as Under the Skin? Directed Birth? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Think, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie uh, it, it's pretty underrated. I, I I believe, and I think the score is really underrated too. I mean, Under just the Skin the fact... is great. Fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, um, so the, the movie is basically so putting Yeah, it's very off putting, but it's also very um, uh, kind of like a, a kind of a music video too. I mean, very like very much like a this sort of that street car sort of esque feel. Right, and just like uh, a wild, just like almost surreal trip. Yeah, a surreal trip. There's not a lot of dialogue in it. I don't think you really need it. You can kind of figure out the things for yourself. But when there are when there is dialogue, I mean, it's pointed. It's, well, it's pointed. There's dialogue so. when she meets the one dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like who picks her up? Like I don't run anything, but. That whole thing is weird. That's an actual real person, no prosthetics. Yeah, all yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the, most of this music, I know if anybody hasn't seen this, I'm not going to ruin too much here. And trying, I know you haven't seen it, but like uh, most of these this stuff, this music, this uh, the, the violins and sort of the alien esque feel of it um, is when she lures men. Um, I'm not going to say to have sex. They, they think they're going to have sex. But she's just yeah. She, d- 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 yep, we're going to yeah. leave it there. It sounds like we'll there, but you're, you're, you're not like similar too to much monster? away. Okay, well, but so, they, 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 they no. really, it's really cool shit. They like walk through the door, 
Yeah, but it is, that, it's much better to see it for the first time and not really okay, know what's yeah, going no, on for that film. Like, no I'm offense. Gonna watch you know what I mean, Jeremy? Like, man, that, that movie blew my okay. fucking mind because I went in completely blind with actually no interpretation and it made it better for me. I feel like we should kind of leave that one there because it's so... Yeah, I mean, we really want to talk about it. up and talk about it, dude. We really want to talk about it, but bro, we we'll, we'll all watch it and let's do that. But let's not yeah. give it away now, because man, it's a fucking tasty one to talk about. It, it really is. It is. is. Well, yeah. we should cover, and it that's then, not dude. to talk. Yeah, I'm all about it, one thousand percent. Fucking a, okay. Um, but we but shouldn't yeah. give it away here. Yeah, I will not. I will not give it away now. No, I know. Yeah, right. I know. Um, I know. Yeah, but uh, I want to. I want to mention one other thing. Uh, so. Um, Mika Levi did a score for that movie Jackie with uh, uh, Nellie Portman back in 2016 about uh, Jackie Onassis. I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw it either. But I listened to his uh, her score for that 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 uh, movie. It's fucking phenomenal. Right. Um, I, it, was, it was it got an Academy and uh, Academy Award nom, uh, but was beat by La La Land, which is a bummer. But Ooh. if you listen to this fucking this fucking uh, soundtrack and listen to that soundtrack, it's it's so weird that they picked her. For that movie, it's a, sort of a biographical uh, movie, um, right. and it's just—it's haunting. It's fucked, dude. Just like this, uh, this soundtrack is, and yeah, right. I have to—I got to throw this on there, man. I've—I've I've always loved this soundtrack, even when I saw it back in the day, and I just had to share it with with everybody. Yeah, great choice, man. Fucking eight. It's so it's it's so it's such a thrilling, deep, like unsettling sound. Uh, And I was even saying earlier, it reminds me a lot of, and even maybe this is where Johnny Grunwood drew some of his influence to create uh, "There Will Be Blood" soundtrack. Is that very like off-putting drum, uh, not really EQ'd out with strings that are just punchy like that? I love that sound. Radio sets such a tone. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, you're absolutely right, Chris. I've always loved strings ever since I was a kid, but I mean, I mean, this right here with that, like you're saying, the offbeat drum, and it brings in some sort of like disconcerting feeling, like bringing like a like a maybe maybe like a stand up bass or something that's like like this real slow, and it sounds fucking great, and all that stuff works together. And when you see it visualized, it makes total sense, and it's way scarier. But um, I I think that's 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 like a very to me important part of what a composer should be doing. Uh, a lot of times you get composers that just want to jack off on their own sound and make the, you know, to make their own. He's like, I'm writing fucking danger zone guys. That's what I'm going to do instead of fucking like, (laughs) I'm writing Caddyshack. Right. Right. Fuck you, Kitty Loggins. He's a great songwriter. Granted, granted, I love holiday road. There's the, you know, I get it. I, I understand, but to be a great composer and, add to the movie it's to do stuff like this i like, mean listen when you see this this the visuals in this like the, the fact that she came up with this stuff it's just it's kind of like uh, uh on a different plane i uh, can't wait like, it's insane I, like like to look at this and be like okay this will work here this will work here and it's like damn i mean I, where's the inspiration this well i guess the film is the inspiration to her i guess but damn i was like oh i'm still impressed to this day man i still I still jam to it quote unquote jam right. to it to this day that's so. sick man yeah it's it's I can't wait to check it out. <laughs> That's yeah. it's going to make so much more sense when I see the application of oh, it. Oh, but will. It will. I can already tell, like, wow, dude, this is fucking. It's such an attacking sound. Yeah, sick. Oh, show. All right, so I guess me, right? Yes, yes sir. sir. All right, so uh, this one is kind of a random one that I didn't expect to pick, but it's a, it's a piece of music that stuck in my head. It's from 1981's Blowout. Uh, directed by uh, Brian De Palma, starring John Travolta, Nancy Allen, John Lithgow, and the song is called Prelude.
And so once again, this is not a song I expected to pick. Um, Pino Danaggio is his name, the composer Pino. of the film Blow Up. Yeah, and like he's done so so many of De Palma's films, Dress to Kill, a uh, Carrie, like you go on and on and on all of his work. But something about the prelude to the song, I actually prefer more to the actual main theme of the movie. And for me, it's I guess it it kind of ties into the nature of the film. The film is great. I know no one's ever heard of it. Blow out, sorry, John Travolta, love, Nancy Allen. Uh, of movies. Jeremy, you, yeah, you told me about this. Like you were the one who introduced me to it. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. And I'm so great. Yeah. So it was, it was when it was on Max when, you know, TCM actually had a bunch of sh- good movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I watched it then and I, I just fell in love with the soundtrack. The, the, the opening, it almost feels like a romance. And I guess that's the point to mislead you from the yeah. just crazy conspiracy yeah. story that the, the movie kind of shows and takes over. It's just incredibly done, incredibly well done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it also <clears throat> this this soundtrack reminds me a lot of the um, the Carrie soundtrack to the score too. Of course, it's sort of like yeah, over like that, that too. That uh, that sort of like overly dramatic, sort of like uh, high school uh, after school Almost special like feel. Seventies TV show that you're yeah, you see exactly. like you know yeah absolutely. And <laughs> what I it feels like love yeah. the feel of that because of that because the drama that's juxtaposed on top of it. You know what I mean? It's just Agreed. really yeah. well done. Yeah. I love that. And I never thought I'd never thought I would have picked this music at all. It's just one of those ones that popped in my head that I love. It sounds amazing, sure, man. The layering I, of, of strings on oh, it yeah. just sounds fucking. And Jeremy, didn't we cover this episode? I thought no. we did like a one off on this way back in the day. No, not we at have all. not. We haven't done it all because then I guess it was just you telling me about it that got me into it, man. I love. Oh yeah, like I watched said, that opening music is incredible. I think it was just one of our talks one night, and I just told you about it. So, Added right. to the list, yeah, boys. It's, <laughs> it's stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head since day one. Clearly enough, I almost went with something from Highlander, but this one just Ooh. like oh. just got that. But this one just jumped on topic. Trust me, that's for part two. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, yeah, man. whatever it is about music. this music, really, yeah, it's it's incredible to me. Yeah, Brad, it's a fucking awesome choice, man. That was part two for me. Yeah, and I love yeah. the theme. I love the theme for uh, Dress to Kill a lot too. And it's it's got that yes, it's still got that that too. really like uh, kind of glowy fuzzy sort of oh over dramatic feels well which I love it feels like always... mixed between the the you know 1950s 60s noir against neo noir sure. today you know like yeah. it just kind of melded those sounds yeah but it always always under underneath that belly is always something super fucking dark and fucked up oh yeah it's violent and that's <laughs> yep, that's what I like I love it yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it and it's, yeah it's just an incredible piece of music really really well done that's that that's that early eighties kind of fucking violence that northeast oh yeah uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's when, when that was chaos. sexual violence yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Is there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Brian Palmer. There's no sex, sex in your violence. violence. Right, no sex in your violence. <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. Gavin, you made Quinn get plaque surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, like Prelude is, it's, it, there's so many other good tracks on the album, too. But man, this one stands out to me even more than the main theme. I really, really I like really it. I agree. Sick man, that'd be a cool one to cover too. Yeah. Since we haven't done it. Oh hell yeah, dude! Oh yeah, no Fucking doubt. Brian De Palma we need to do yeah, De, De Palma run. That's yeah, that's what we got to do. Fuck no doubt. Scarface, oh, an agent for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, that was that was that was choice number two for me, you fellas. Okay, um, I'll load mine up. Uh, we've been talking about this throughout the entire episode, so it was bound to come up. Uh, there will be blood, of course. Uh, to me. Uh, Johnny Greenwood, of course, from Radiohead, 
it seems out of place to be a composer in a movie, but he did such a phenomenal job of taking the landscape of this movie and pushing the theme of horror behind it because oh my God. the soundtrack could have changed the entire vibe of this movie. Uh, and he had the power to push the direction of he's falling in a fucking hole and he's stranded by himself and he breaks his leg with a nugget of gold. And he has to crawl on his fucking elbows to the nearest town in the desert. And it's, the sound is just thumping like fucking that's it. Just drums are used of all kinds of different varieties and also, uh, this whole track spans the entirety of the movie in terms of film, music composed for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it blew yeah. my mind. They only composed like roughly 20 minutes of music for it. The entire movie blew my yeah. mind. And, and it worked so well for it. Yeah. And, and everybody seems to think that it works really well, but it was ineligible for an Academy Award. Uh, because of that bullshit reason. Well, that uh, <laughs> they, they say because it's he used some aspects of his previous works of music, his solo stuff that he did. He never published it, but he was he was working on these different sounds. And because he worked on it before he was hired on to do the soundtrack or to do the score that made him ineligible. And also because he used parts of Arvo and I can't ever pronounce his last name, Pat Arvo Pat. <laughs> <laughs> He's the second most listened to composer in the world, apparently. And I just found this out recently. Oh, wow. Uh, really? I had and, no idea. Yeah. And so he, Johnny Greenwood, I guess, inspired by him, uh, takes one of his styles. And it's very similar to uh, like uh, Runaway Horses by Philip Glass right. in the Mishima, like back in 85. So uh, unfortunately, that X'd him out of getting an award. But whatever. Very much so. Everybody that, was dude, like, "That's whole, that's whole Hollywood." Like, okay, you're not welcome here yet. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Trent Reznor had to make fucking ten soundtracks, not <laughs> that, not exactly that many, but at least like three or four before right. he's accepted and won an award. They're like yeah. Johnny Greenwood. Here's your jerk off status. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, and I feel like that's what it's going to be with Hollywood. It's oh. how it works, right? You, but you wanna, it's a you big club. Track? And you ain't it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's of course. Listen to it. I had a really hard time picking which track to go with, but Ooh, I yeah. picked the one that had the most substance to it. So I'm just gonna play that. Ooh, I, I will. I will. I'll, I'll talk about it after this. <laughs> For sure. in a basket that's all you are is a basket in a basket <laughs> i steal yeah. your milkshake <laughs> you stick it up eli <laughs> yeah i fucking love this movie and it is made complete by the soundtrack uh this track specifically is more substance than any other track and by substance i don't necessarily mean that in a good way it's just the most noise that's happening but uh, for the most part, when really critical moments are happening, 
uh, like the the oil derrick blows up and his son loses his hearing. The tension is really built up by like the soft drumming that mixes like this actually kind of high pitched. Uh, sounds like someone's yeah. hitting a bongo with a fucking with a drumstick kind of. And uh, or, or someone's like just like beating a harp to death, you know, like some yeah. of these sounds are. And that yeah. that it complete building like anticipation it makes me it gives me anxiety. It's why I love that soundtrack so much. Me too. It and how into the movie and how it plays well into the movie too. Like it and and yeah. so like you said, the build up and it keeps stacking drums until the intensity is happening. And then while it's leading off of intensity, it's like okay, son's death. Uh, now we got to figure out how to deal with this this on fire. Here's some more there. strings. Yeah, and, and what they'll do is, like, it'll settle down, and then it'll be like, okay, they're going to take dynamite and put it on this mechanism and blow up the Derek, and then the music just stops, like, at the perfect timing. Yeah. It's almost like he had the entire film and then was like, okay, let's start now. Let's figure yeah, this right. out. Just incredibly well-produced and well-written, you know what I mean? God damn it. And apparently they were filming that the same time that No Country for Old Men was filming mm. in the exact same area, and the old Derek exploding, like, Canceled the entire day of filming for No Country Roll. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Sound guys got deaf like his kid did in the movie. Right. <laughs> you got my oil milkshake. <laughs> Boom Mike just getting blown off with a fucking <laughs> with sound wave. <laughs> That's how it be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the music it, in and of itself builds an entire tone and atmosphere that in such a short amount of time, it's almost kind of creepy and disconcerting that's what i love about it man it's it's one of the most unnerving soundtracks i've heard i saw that in theaters and i remember not even thinking about the music at all until it presented itself you know what i mean in those important scenes like right. holy shit yeah you, you do stop for a second you're like oh wow what the fuck is going well, on here this and, is well, and you realize it's silent like i know that was the first movie I ever saw in mm-hmm. theaters like holy fuck there's no music here like one of the right. first in a long time and but then when it comes in it's impactful and very important yeah 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 and i didn't i mean i didn't even know it was johnny green when i first listened to it oh, it was until I, later that i, I was like you, oh holy shit the, the dude from radiohead fucking did that that's nuts and I'm like, right yeah uh i'd like to see a lot more out of him i know he played around with a couple other films but uh i'd, I'd like to see something big like this come out of him again yeah me, me too, too dude. anytime <laughs> like this is one of my favorite scores of all time like hands down no doubt one of the greatest fucking things of a, a, a film that it's already pretty fucking captivating as is, mm-hmm. but with his late with his music on top of it, it is so fucking it just draws you in, man. And, if, right. and it, again, like you guys said before, this creepiness of just this sort of, um, you know, on this these naked and empty planes, man, just these people going on losing their fucking minds with it. money, yeah. and it's just. Mm. Yeah, with a, and then when his son becomes deaf at some point, that it just that music just adds more to that tension. And you have more of that unease the whole time. And yeah, it's hard to explain. But yeah, I feel the creepiness. I feel the darkness, the coldness, man. Just sort of the, the aloneness, too, as well, with Daniel Plainview, man. And just using H, HW oh, just for is, a fucking I mean, face, dude. How do you, you know? become yeah. a billionaire? You have to desecrate all the other links un, uh, underneath yeah. you, you know? And that's... Oh, this is, this is on, this is, this is textbook like the beginning of industrial capitalism. Oh, this yeah. is like, Absolutely. it shows you the path of it. And that's why it's kind yeah. of portrayed as a horror story you know it's it's because it is yeah it, this is the beginning dude <laughs> and uh yeah that's 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 what what you, choice there what did you think says like no one can destroy no one can destroy me but me or some shit like that right. he feels so invincible like, enough to kill a man with Ooh, a boy <laughs> yeah. i like like boy there's like four syllables from boy <laughs> yeah. fucking great but yeah it's yeah it's it's a Herring cautionary tale that we already witnessed 
the you know reactions too now and like the music to that movie is incredible yeah, i mean i mean it's kind of like uh, it kind of echoes into this day right i mean i've, I've, I've read oh, articles yeah. i've read articles about like small texas towns they still find oil and then there's also this the crime rate rises wherever yeah, they, right. they find oil in those in. towns yeah you bring you bring the fucking uh yeah you bring people in man and you bring enough people in there's it's gonna spike your shit <laughs> right yeah, and it wouldn't matter in 30 years when the the fucking land is burned to a crisp right exactly. yeah Crazy. Then see you later, dead town. Right. That we built everything for. See you later. There's this fucking skeleton, right. you know, skeletal like uh, oil pumps and shit just left in the fucking wasteland, dude. Just rotting away. Yep. Well, see you later, Odessa. Like, straight Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Great choice, Chris. Great Thanks, choice. guys. Always. And mine was. Uh, I'll pick it for the next time. But mine was uh, future. Per, uh, I think it's future prospects. I think. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. My dude, great one. fucking tracks of all time, dude. That's right. so good. Yeah. Chills every time. Um, my, so my next one is uh, the Pale Rider theme by Lenny uh, Nyhaus. So this is my second pick, um, and I made it known very, uh, very much so uh, to everybody about when we talk about westerns. Pale Rider is my favorite western of all time. It's arguably uh, the best western of all yeah, time, dude. arguably for sure. Not just the best Eastwood, but yeah, probably the best western. I agree. Yeah, it's for, yeah, for me, my I top mean, five. Yeah, yeah, it's in my top five for sure. Um, I didn't realize this, but uh, Lenny Nyhaus uh, did a bunch of scored a bunch of Eastwood flicks. Did Tightrope, uh, City Heat. Uh, he did um, Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, he did, he did the score oh, wow. for Bird. Uh, that's one Clint would directed back in the day. Uh, White Hunter, Black Heart, The Rookie, Unforgiven, and I think uh, well, I've, I'll have to mention this one thing here. Uh, he also did the score for Follow That Bird, the first Big Bird movie, which is pretty cool. I never saw that. Yeah. No, I love it. It's so great. And um, <laughs> uh, the movie called Never Too Young to Die with with uh, John Stamos and uh, Vanity and Gene Simmons. You guys got to check this fucking movie out. It's amazing. That sounds like oh, a hell of a oh. fucking cast right there. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. They uh, must got to be coked out again. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons is, is he dresses like he dresses in drag and shit. It's a trip. Oh, if you um, haven't seen Stamos coked out on the Bob Saget fucking farewell thing on Comedy Central, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, really? He's so coked. Oh my god, I'll send you the link. He's it's on Comedy Central. He's so coked out of his mind. You can see Jim Carrey and Seth Rogen look over him like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that Uncle Jesse, man, fuck. Um, yeah, Uncle Jesse's beaming. He's beaming. So, um, this. I, I kind of think like like so uh, uh, since uh, Looney Nyhouse did the score for Unforgiven as well, uh, this Pell Rider and Unforgiven always kind of remind me of kind of two kind of the same sort of world, the same movie, the same character together with William Money and, um, uh, always, and the Preacher. Yeah, 
Yeah, I always thought that was part of his the the what was it the the Pell Rider, um, High Noon, not High Noon. What was his other uh, his other old school one? Fuck, I can't remember what it was called. High Plains High Plains Drifter. Yes, and then uh, Unforgiven to me were I, what I considered his like trilogy of that same character, even though it was unspoken. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, you could see. And William I could be Money, completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see William Money like ditching it, go becoming a priest, uh, a preacher at some point. Ditching that and getting married with two kids and his wife dies. You know, he's on a farm. Right. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you, you fucking put my buddy on the front of your bar. I'm going to kill you all. That feels right, very exactly. yeah, <laughs> on, exactly. on par. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think even the scores are very <laughs> eerie and similar. I mean, this scores because yeah. I mean, basically uh, the preacher is deaf. I mean, in this movie, which I love. I mean, when he comes in, it's like, it's yeah, like a death rider, march. Yeah, the rider on a pale horse. White yeah, horse, a pale yeah. horse, yeah. Typical, yeah. yeah. Four horsemen, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the funny thing is, I think I think he kind of kills like the four horsemen in, the, in that town at the end, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, he just fucking shoots them on it. What's his name? Uh, 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 what's his name? Chris uh, Penn? In Chris Penn? Chris Penn. Penn. Chris Penn's in it, yeah. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he's in High Plains Drifter, yeah. Cleve? No, well, Sean uh, Penn's in this one, too. Um, oh, leave in, leave in, leave. Yeah, when he looks at him, he's like, yeah, he looks at him and he's like, those fucking, that's you, those eyes, that's you. And he shoots him right in the fucking head. It's pretty incredible. And this movie always gives me chills. That score, man, that score has stuck with me ever since I saw it. It's like fucking twelve years old, dude. Like he can be a a, a caring uh, character in the movie, and then all of a sudden at the end, a silent fucking predator just kills everybody. A fucking monster, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the music dictates that immediately. It's so well orchestrated. Mm -hmm. I agree. Every time I hear that that music, though, those horns, man, it's just just like, can you see him run up uh, on his horse, like at the end of the movie, into those hills? It's a long shot, man. And it's just like, you can just see he can disappear and go from town to town and just like, you know, kind of help, then kill if he has to, and just disappear. Bell Rider, Bell Rider, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this this is one of the greatest scores. And uh, I will have to, I'll say, uh, uh, Lenny uh, Nyhouse, he just he passed away in 2020, um, at May 28th. He was like born like 1924, dude. It's crazy. Holy shit, man! Whoa. Yeah, him. Yeah. Damn, that must that's Hell nice, dude. To live a century, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah, right. A Hell of a run. That's all. Like you've been pissed off those last ten years. Like, God damn it, dude. let me go. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be what ninety to hundred is like. Dude. It has to and, be. And even fucking Clint's almost hundred now. God damn. Yeah. yeah good for yeah. him. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I've just uh, oh, I, I, not really Van Cleef is John Russell, but um. Anyway, they look very similar. <laughs> but this is a great fucking score. Great film. And uh, yeah, I couldn't. I almost used the. Um, the other the there will be blood track, but I was like, now nah, I'll see it for next time. I was like, Pearl Rider is one of my favorites of all time, so throwing it in. Right, I'm dude. I've been going back and forth through backouts, but I'm sticking with what I said <laughs> for the first time <laughs> since last time, actually, <laughs> for sure. And great choice, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, excellent fucking choice. And I'd like us to do a, a Western trilogy. Of course, uh, me too. At some point, dude, that'd be fucking sick. It's it's well due. I think we just yeah, do it Western month. Right, Western you, month is great. Yeah, I'd love that. Or like every other year, Indio. Western month. Amori Cohn month. Like that motherfucker yeah. did so many other oh, yeah. scores oh. that I was not aware of. Like, yeah, blew my mind. Amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, guys. It's going to be a win win no matter what. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah. There it is. All right. Nice. So, yeah. Great so, choice. Yeah, absolutely. So, for me, my last one, this one kind of surprised me. I was digging around because I really wanted to fucking think of something that really hadn't given attention to in a long time. You surprised me it's, with it. Bro, me too. 
And so for me, my last one is from the movie Kingdom of Heaven, directed by Ridley Scott in 2005. And the track is called Ebelin, I-B-E-L-I-N. So, yeah, this is one that kind of surprised me. I was trying to think, and I got lost on the epic side of it because some of my favorite, you know, scores are from epic movies, you know, the gladiators and all that shit, of course. And so Kingdom of Heaven immediately popped in my head, and it was because of the sequence. And there's also a lot that you miss if you only watch a theatrical version. The director's cut is, like, fucking 45 minutes longer. There's so much more involved. But this is always a – yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, It's so underrated because of the gutted version that was submitted to uh, theaters but the music in this film is incredible it's by ha- uh, harry gregson williams mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of things i'm pulling it up right now um, but everything about this film just kind of gave me that old school vibe of really being in like fucking middle eastern you know jerusalem at 1100 like he yeah. did such a good job of really kind of bringing into that vibe you know Agreed. He's done The Martian. He's done Chronicles of Narnia. Man on he fire. He did The Rock with Hans Zimmer, actually. Oh, I worked, love The Rock. He worked with <laughs> yep. Hans Zimmer on The Rock. Yeah. That, he did the whole, man on, that's the music to Man on Fire, which is one of my favorite Denzel yeah, movies of all time. Hans on yeah. God movie. Yeah, it's incredible. The guy's done a lot of good work. And this one, I, I know we kind of cut it off for the most part for everyone, but there's so – it's once again, I always pick the, the tracks on the soundtrack that kind of fit the themes – that go throughout the entire movie, but kind of give it like a close summation of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. And like, this one's incredible. Harry Gregson Williams is another great artist that I really don't fucking listen to as much or actually huh. talk about as yeah. often, but yeah, he's done incredible films and this he did is Shrek one of my favorite. <laughs> what a random I do, bro, There's so many, there's so <laughs> many in his like, like house of Gucci, all of Ridley Scott's movies, basically even the ones that sucked <laughs> he's all over the map. dude. He does everything yeah. from like, Spy game to fucking dude. Wow, what a forgettable movie that was. Everything. Gone baby gone. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then he'll do yeah, and then he'll do Kingdom of Heaven. Like he did that. Gone baby gone had a great sense. score, man. I love that score. Gone That's baby insane, gone. dude. And Ants. he did the Equalizer, Equalizer two, Gaunt of uh, the Meg, all the shit. It, it's really fucking, wow. yes, it's it's pretty. It 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 blows my mind in terms of how far he's gotten, but everything about this movie and soundtrack works really well together. In my opinion, it's the last it's the last best epic Ridley Scott director. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say the same thing. Fucking sucks, but that's what we're It's weird. He was he was there from the beginning and there he was there at the end. We're gonna the very oh well like he's he's probably doing Gladiator 2 now for him now. He might be, yeah, he might be. Fucking A man. Yeah, that was my choice. Yeah. 
I think uh, yeah. it's a great choice, but I also think I agree with you. It's a it's an underrated choice, but also I think it's a pretty. I think you agree too, Mike. It's an underrated movie. I mean, because all that shit they cut out of that movie and threw it in theater. Especially the director's cut. We, I saw that in theaters, and me and my brother oh, literally I? left there and we were like, "What? That felt like so choppy. That was <laughs> so <happened>? choppy. <laughs> it was entertaining, but like, what the fuck?" And then come to find out, I missed like an hour of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the director's yeah. cut. So yeah, once again, King of Heaven. If you can get the director's cut. Definitely get that. And the music is really fucking good all throughout. No doubt. No doubt, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of Ridley's best in terms of the medieval pieces and the music accompanying it. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely, it it feels like a timepiece almost, right? It feels like it does set you perfectly, uh, lines you up in that time and can make epic out of instruments that seem like they should play in the 1100s. And I'll say it's it's one of the first movies that I actually thought Orlando Bloom, hey, he can actually act. It's good. (laughs) Oh, we we fell for that. (laughs) <laughs> not, no, like seriously you know he's just fucking what's his name in legolas. Of the caribbean at that or oh. even legolas but like i love legolas but i mean oh, I'm legolas, with you, man. true 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 yeah he could actually he actually acted in this one he, he took it to a stretch and he did a good job yeah it was it was impressive it's a good movie good soundtrack it's definitely something we're checking out especially the director's cut and yeah, that's my last good. choice totally beautiful choice uh, but i have an honorable mention from my brother when we swing back around my okay be very quick yeah we'll do yeah we can close out with it for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Um, mine is off of maybe one of my favorite soundtracks ever for multiple reasons, but uh, John Murphy does 28 Days Later. Uh, this oh, is one shit. that Jeremy and I both landed on, and I can't really say that this track is underrated. I think no. I think enough because it's not that famous of a movie. I guess we know about it for sure. Right. People we know know about it, but... A lot of people you could bring this movie up to probably don't haven't ever heard of it or don't really care about it. Uh, but I mean, they used this, they used that track for like a bunch of movies back then too. They did yeah, after, after this movie came out. Yeah. yeah, they used it yeah. for Kick Ass, uh, which he, which John Murphy also worked on too. Oh uh, shit, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he went off to get sucked into the fucking Marvel franchise. Ah, uh, yep, he got sucked uh, in. Everyone's yep. Yeah, so man. he ended up doing Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. He he got he got pulled into all that. But before that, he was doing original, really well written music, and uh, this one's in the house in a heartbeat. That's a pretty common one for us, for sure. Uh, but it could be new to some people. But, but they use this in a lot of I didn't realize how common it was until you played it, man. Holy shit. I love that fucking whole... That, yeah, it adds a lot. I feel like they use it in a lot of trailers at some point. Yeah, me too. I, can't, I, can't find yeah. A, I can't find a list of which trailers they all used it in. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, start of, the start of it, I feel like 
Little Dragon took the song twice, the piano part. It fits probably you can match the two on top of one another. And I'm almost positive she right. drew influence from from this song. But uh, I've always loved it. I love this scene. They're in the fucking house. The zombies are coming in. He's had enough of this shit. The girls are drugged out on Xanax because they're like, we're going to fucking die. So take the pills. And he just goes into fucking berserk mode, dude, and just goes yeah. fucking ham and starts killing everyone in the house. So sick. Such a Bro, badass part of the movie. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it, the energy that this song has, like on the slow build to like when the electric guitars pull in and start playing the fucking high pitch solo, is like perfectly timed for when he loses his shit. And it always gave me a vibe ever since the first time I watched that movie. And I was like, wow, the music just fucking works so good with this scene. I gotta figure, gotta figure this shit out, man. I gotta look into the soundtrack. I got and right. on that same soundtrack, we have incredible fucking artists, dude. We have Brian Eno's on there, Granddaddy. Wow. Is on there for AM one eighty. It's Danny Boyle, right? Who directed the movie, right? Uh, I yeah. think twenty Danny days Boyle. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think That's you're right. Fucking incredible. Yeah, and uh, it's just one of those horror movies I've always fucking loved, and to me hasn't aged. And yeah, dude, this song just fucking. Apparently, they're trying to make the third part recently now too. I think it's uh, like the first major film that was ever like filmed on like digital. Uh, oh, wow. a digital camera. Because you go back I, and watch it, it's it's grainy and ugly as fuck. But so really, yeah. Well, I thought I, I just always thought that was like shot through a a lens to portray yeah, that, you know, the digital the camera ending, yeah, and Kelly Murphy with his dick in a bed. Dick out, yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No Florence Pugh here, just my penis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the Twenty Eight Days Later is one of my favorite. Not necessarily horror films, such a good movie overall, and that music just kills it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to think this was uh, – I thought Radiohead did this song. And I thought um, uh, at some point I also thought that the Pixies oh. did this song too. I was like, man, this is like a I could see, song. I could see both of those. Yeah, I was like, oh. And you, 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 Spike Club? <laughs> and you, right. you, Spike, no, uh, Tron, you sent me that link, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's not them at all. I, I thought that until oh. yesterday. I was like, oh, it's not them at all. Okay. <laughs> oh, I 100% believe that this was an artist and not a composer. Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like an <laughs> actual Dude, same. That's song. That's what I thought. Yeah, and so it, it took you know me looking it up and going into it. I was like, who the who the fuck is this guy, man? What is what is what does he do? What does John Murphy do? Yeah. And uh, apparently not much anymore. But he really killed it on the soundtrack. <laughs> well, I think he, they used this it's, in uh, in twenty eight uh, weeks later too. Where uh, what's yes. his name? The dude from uh, Jeremy Renner is in it. Night Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh. He's in it. Yeah, but uh, the scene where uh, Danny Car- Carlisle. I forget the guy's the first name. Oh, the, the, guy. the main guy. Yeah, um, the dad. Oh, train sparting, oh. and like he, he literally did like dessert. Robert Carlyle survived. Robert Carlyle. Yeah. yeah, and it's a huge like 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 uh, from the helicopter scene. He's like running through the house. All those fucking zombies are chasing. Yeah. Getting the he boat. Gets in the shit. boat. Yeah, he gets yeah, in the boat. Yeah, and yeah. Just fucking goes away. As his, mother, his fucking wife and kids get murdered. Yeah, like, kids just stay there. Piece of shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the kids live. They At just the same hide. Time, he leaves them all behind. Yeah. No, he yeah he literally locks them inside and then runs to the boat. It's pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah, I I don't know what anyone would do in that situation. That's a fucking exactly. You got, you got to fucking. He's like, I did the survive. best I could to protect him. Later, survive. I'm gonna go try to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go have some more of you somewhere else later, bitches. Come on, shredded <laughs> julienne salad, man. <laughs> so he, yep, he gets I, his at the end anyway. So hey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, he does, and boy, does he. Uh, so you said they're working on a third. Was that 28 months later? I would assume they're gonna years. What I've understood, and even Danny, what's his name, is involved. The, Danny, the original Danny director. Yes, oh. he's supposedly heavily involved. So I'm, I'm intrigued. We'll see how it goes. I it think should be the. Weeks later is yeah. really good, honestly. 
I do too. I thought yeah. it was very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and obviously well. this this song very much so will make yes. a return. You know it. Will. Oh yeah, dude. It's a theme. I think it's like a theme, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. It's a theme song, I guess, for the for the for the series. So yeah, there's Alba's in that movie, dude. In 20, 20, uh, 28 weeks later, it's crazy. He's like a pretty young previous oh, album there yeah <laughs> oh you're right yeah yeah, new, yeah new jeremy renner but holy shit yeah yeah jeremy renner's great in that movie too man the sniper guy he's great yeah. all right yeah yeah r.i.p but yeah great 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 fucking film and oh, great choice tron yeah thanks guys hold on yeah. dude hell yeah man uh nice. yeah jay what you got lined up for us bud uh, my, my last one is uh, from Death Wish 2, uh, composed by the great Jimmy Page. This song is called uh, A Shadow in the City. pick it's a it's a unique uh soundtrack the only soundtrack that jimmy page ever did and um to mike so you mentioned uh from part two or three it is from part two but i just i just remembered they use a lot of his soundtrack in part three as well okay so, that makes sense uh, but i misread when you sent that cover photo i thought it said part three and like holy shit jimmy yeah yeah that was some of his best work post fucking Zeppelin on a goddamn movie soundtrack. Like, like I love it. I love it so much, but God damn, Jimmy, did you just get off heroin for like a split second to make this so good? No shit. Robert's thinking about, I'm going to move for a melody. Like fucking blows oh, my God, mind. Yeah. I remember putting that as one of my angriest songs of all time. I hate it. I, hate it. I, hate it. Off. I yeah, remember I'm we had that episode. You in the face. Awesome. I'm in the mood to punch you in the face. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. It's like Plant, too. Robert Plant has, man, I hate some of those so fucking bad. singles he did. I was like, shut so the this, fuck up. And this is um, why I'm even overly surprised. I had no idea he was on the soundtrack, Jeremy. So thank you for yeah, pointing me out to me. I had no fucking clue at all. I want, yeah, I want to mention this real quick. So Paige was given a deadline of a few weeks to write and record the soundtrack at his personal studio, The Soul, and he traveled to the location in Los Angeles with Michael Winter for songwriting themes. So he had a couple of weeks to make it. And I think he, uh, I only played one track here. This track, I do remember, this is when basically Paul Kersey fucking loses it. He like takes his, uh, he rents a shitty hotel room uh, and hides all of his, like, basically like his, his his costume there with the beanie and the trench coat and his guns and shit. And he just goes out at night just fucking killing fucking uh, thieves and shit. <laughs> Loses his fucking mind. Um, but the American yeah. way. Yeah, the American way. The architect, uh, 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 the, uh, what is he? Architect, the architect, no, architect right. way, man. Um, architect. 
but uh, he, yeah, this is uh, this really haunting. I kind of realized that when I was going through my 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 tracks, I was like, man, all these are really like sort of cold and haunting and eerie sort of tracks because it fits like, the movie. It fits yeah. the movie fucking perfectly, dude. This is a fucked up. I mean, that it's you yes. know, all all of all of Death Wish is fucked up, but this yeah. one to me always stands out as being like, holy fuck, dude. Is yeah, one and two are the most fucked up. Even though part four is my favorite, but this is the one where he, like the, the kids like uh, says like. Uh, so something about like, uh, please don't help me, Jesus. Or, please help me, Jesus. He's like, you're gonna meet him. He shoots him in the fucking head through the boombox and shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that um, gang, that gang is a piece of shit, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne in there is yeah. a total piece of shit. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a cold, but also really interesting. There's some also pretty cool, like just like um, uh, sort of like just jam tracks on here too that are all over the fucking place, but are really cool. Kind of like sort of some Mars Volta shit. Um, it's just Jimmy. It's just Jimmy Page by himself doing all this shit too. It's just, it's a, it's a well, trip. for the most part. But Michael Kamen does a lot of the coordination behind it. Blew my oh, okay. Mind. It, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. Um, but that slide. It's just an oh. eerie slide. It's cool. It's a fucking great. Yeah. Part of the movie it seems is. like it's like yeah, drop tune. Like yeah, just like a dirty sound. I love it. Yeah, for this sound to come out in '82 for like, uh, it's fucking stunning. Stunningly well done. Yeah, uh, the choice to choose to bring Jimmy Page in must have been a fucking wild one. Where they're just like, yeah. <laughs> what? And not just that, but he was on his come down in his career, basically. And they're just like, you know what? Oh, we, there's the, we have heroin. Just come over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> write some licks. We got heroin. We got the brown dust to bring you down, and we got the white dust to bring you back up. That's kid. right. Gold dust awesome. woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and, and Michael Winter, who directed uh, most of these movies, except five, uh, five, I mean, this dude was like, he was a fucking druggy and alcoholic, too, and he was all over the fucking place, so I'm sure he had everything like the fifth ready for him to go. Or so. Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie alone has a lot, this one and three, I think, have some really fun trivia behind them, but one day we'll, t- we'll talk about all five. Death Wish movies, sure. but um, yeah. but yeah, I think this I think Page really works well for this thing, which is kind of re- interesting to to think about. But uh, he does work great, man. And there's the movie's pretty quiet for the most part, but whenever that slide comes in, you know you're some some fucking dark shit's gonna happen, and it's and I'm pretty, all about it. Pretty raw, man. That last the ending fight is pretty raw in the hospital with Kersey and this uh, one of the other gang leaders. And it's fucking it's pretty amazing, but yeah. Um, Cheers, man! Great fucking track, uh, great oh, score, yeah. and great poster. Oh, by the way, too, with the cruisy with the the fucking map and shit, looking down in New York City, and yeah, it's great stuff. So. Damn, I, I have a I have a quote out here actually, uh, and figured out how this came to be, which oh, is please. fucking nuts. Okay, so uh, following the XYZ project, Page was asked by London neighbor movie director Michael Winner oh, to, you to to record a soundtrack for the movie Death Wish Two. In late August 1981, Page was given a deadline of a few weeks to write and record the album at his personal studio cool. and to travel on location to L.A. Uh, for well, some songwriting things. And then he said, <laughs> to which then, uh, let's see. Uh, and then, yeah, so then Michael says, I'd lived next door to Jimmy for many years. It was a very bad time for him. The drummer, oh, this is where it comes. So Bonham <laughs> just died. Oh, right? yeah. That's enough. why he was in this deep, dark place. And he was in right. a very uh, inactive period. Uh, Peter Grant, that's a Led Zeppelin's manager, and I made arrangements for Jimmy to do Death Wish 2, which he wasn't actually paid because Grant wanted to restore Jimmy back to his creativity. Jimmy rang the doorbell, and I thought if uh, the wind blew, he'd fall over. So he was in fucking rough Ooh, shape. Rough yeah. and fair enough. Yeah, and he said, I'm going to my studio. I don't want anyone near me. I'm going to give it my all on my own. Fuck off. Like kind of deal. Wow. Yeah. And well, I, even more his editing staff, 
Yeah, his editing staff warned him, and they're like, that's dangerous. He's going to die on our set, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they said, anyways, we gave him the film, gave him the timings, and he did it all on his own. Everything hit the button totally, and he's like, I've never seen a more professional score in my life coming from him. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty fucking nuts, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. I mean, the sound of that is exactly that. That's a deep, dark place, man. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so that, that's where that's where the deep, dark place comes from. That's And that makes total, total sense. Total sense, total yeah. Sense, yeah. Yeah. Dark, cold, and very lonely, and that makes a lot of sense. Because that's where uh, Kersey's at at the point, too, in the movie. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and daughter are totally dead now, so. Fuck. Damn, dude. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So, Mike, your brother. Uh, you got, yes. You got, a, you got a question? I had an honorable mention from him. It's the lead theme song from Willow. If you pull it up. I love that. that was his choice, yeah. That's that's a good one to talk on, dude. Sure, yeah, I love for that sure, the whole soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, I agree, and I I can't even remember who it was. James Horner. Yeah, of course, it's always Horses fucking Horner, man. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horner, always. <laughs> Motherfucker should not fly a plane. <laughs> was all? Do you think all of Kyle's choices would have been Horner with uh, a Star Trek and, and no, no, Last Starfighter, um, Star Trek, and this was the one he chose. I was like, dude, we're recording right now, and that's what he chose. This was the Willow like theme. Oh, enough. that's great, man. I that's mean, perfect. that's, that's yeah. real time, real time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's sorry about that, boys. No, yeah. No. Oh yeah, that's uh, James Horner. Fucking, who needs to say shit about him, man? Holy fucking, <laughs> his right. list of awards is sky high, and he's done every major film forever. So, just don't uh, fly with the guy. Yeah, <laughs> incredible yeah. style. You can all, you can always find Horner style every time you watch movie. It gets it's always fucking great every time. Right, I yeah. agree. Yes, sir. Changed my life as a kid, man. I, I, those scores, man, they're all burning in my fucking brain, man. Love that guy. Yeah, me yeah. too, man. Like, one, it's a damn shame. Yeah, RIP for sure. <sighs> it's always it's always the small planes, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> the yeah, Doctor yeah. Killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Mike him says that Mike and his dad are pilots, and it's like that's always the same kind of thing. Mm. Is it I just love... ma- maintenance thing, or just you're, you're fucking? They think you're... they can fly better than they can. <laughs> yeah, you're also in a piece of metal in the sky, and, and like people that go into helicopters, it's putting your entire life on the whim of one bolt. It's fucking right. insane. To me. Yeah, man. It's a ballsy move. Yeah. It is. It Sometimes is. it doesn't flesh out the way you want it to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Toby>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn um, 
Truth hurts. I, I will have. To, I, will, I will say the last Starfighter theme is fucking amazing too. I love that sound. That was his first choice. Oh my god, yeah, that, that it was stuff. funny too. It was like, oh my god, it kind of sounds like a mix between Remo Williams and something else. It's by the same <laughs> composer of Remo Williams. It's like, okay. fuck. It's the first time I was like, holy shit, I was close enough. Yeah, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, nice. Man, I, I'm just glad we got to talk about all these themes. I feel like this is going to be another good episode. We can kind of touch back on you know yeah like, yeah yeah for sure, got, dude. So much potential. dozens of follows <laughs> yeah yes definitely dude these, like just, i said i have my quick three that first came to mind i'm like i have to talk about these and, and then was, as soon as i set those i was just like no that's not that's not fair there's so many other ones that you have that you could swap this one out for or that right. one out for and i was like nah we'll do more of these dude it'll be fun. oh it's a, we got a plethora of shit dude like movies and, and oh, albums yeah. and shit we got plenty yeah. of so much score uh, uh pieces we can use for fucking ever dude so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be tons of fun. I love this fucking category, man. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And, and Me too. To touch on in the future. Yeah, this is the first yeah. one we did, and, and I, I fucking really enjoyed coming up with the songs, and really enjoyed you guys showing yeah. me what you got. So we we should definitely do more of these. Absolutely, and I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time as well. So I'm glad we finally right. got to get the chance to do it and hopped on and. We finalized it, man. Carterized the fucking wound, man. Carterized the wound. <laughs> 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 Shit, Rambo, Rambo three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you guys, have anything else to say before we jump off here? That's it for me, buddy. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm glad everyone's listening, and this has kind of been a fun episode. I want to do more like this, man, for sure. Sure. No yeah, I'm into it. All right. Well, thank you everybody for checking us out. Thanks for listening to us. Um, Go check it. You want to find out our, any of our sort of backlog stuff? Go to uh, uh, podbean.com. And we're, we're there. We have everything from one to where we're at now. So please go check this out and uh, take care of each other out there. Don't be a piece of shit. And we'll talk to you soon. Later. Peace. Peace.